My name's Stephanie, and I'm joined by Amber and Rachel, and together we are the Fairy Pod Mothers. Thank you so much for joining us. How's everybody doing today? Doing pretty good. 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 How about good. you? I'm pretty good. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> excited to be recording for the first time. Yay! I mean, it's episode. It's exciting. Yes. <laughs> milestone. All right. Um, so on this episode, uh, join us as we discuss how we became Disney people and what keeps us coming back time and time again. Uh, so Amber, I'm gonna start with you. Um, tell us when you first caught the Disney bug. So my first trip to Disney was way back when I was around six years old. I went with my dad. And the funny thing about that trip is at the end, he asked me, what was your favorite ride? And I was like, the monorail. <laughs> and he was like, really? Because <laughs> we could have rode that all day. <laughs> but really it wasn't until I started taking um, my kiddos until you, know, you catch the bug, you see the magic in their eyes. And I guess that's what I would say. I really caught the Disney bug. Yeah, that first trip with your kids is just so special. Yeah, personally. Uh, Rachel, what's your Disney origin story? So I think I first caught the bug similarly when I took uh, my children on their first trip. Uh, we were in Tomorrowland, and there was like an impromptu dance party that popped up. And, you know, we had no idea that that was going to be going on. And my daughter was three at the time. My son was six months old. So, of course, they don't remember it now, but... I remember it. And Stitch was there. Chip and Dale were there. They were doing the limbo with my daughter. She was like just having the time of her life. And I'll never forget the look on her face when she was, you know, in that uh, scenario. And it just made it totally worth it and made us want to go back and do it all again. That's so cool that it's always those unplanned things that really like help put it over the top. And it's the most memorable thing. Almost always, truly. Yeah. And it's, it, it's really about the memories that you're making when they're that young. It's not necessarily about the memories they're making. Yep. I don't think I'll ever forget like the look on her face. You know, it was just priceless. Yeah. That's awesome. So my obsession with Disney began actually long before I ever got to the parks. Um, they always say that for girls, our favorite princess tends to be the the movie that was released around when we were five years old, like whatever movie is released closest to when you're five becomes your favorite princess. And so when I was five, the little mermaid was released and I watched it daily and even wore out a couple of VHS tapes. Like we had to keep <laughs> buying new ones, which I guess I'm dating myself with the VHS. Um, and then we took our first trip without kids on a double income of professionals in 2010 i was 26 years old and i was just blown away by the the whole atmosphere how random things could pop up just like you're talking about with the dance party and everybody was in a good mood pretty much you're gonna have your outliers but there, I was just so happy on the entire trip and we didn't even have kids at that time. Um, certainly changed when we had kids. Our uh, resorts changed a little bit in terms of what we could afford. But yeah, so now that I feel really old because you were five when the little mermaid <laughs> came out. <laughs> 
I'm so sorry. All right. Well, let's, <laughs> let's go on. somewhere else then, Amber. Um, what's your favorite place to stay on property? So um, mine actually depends on the season. So I'm going to cheat a little bit um, because around Christmas time, my favorite resort is the Grand Floridian um, because mm. of their huge Christmas tree. They're just decked out. They have the gingerbread house in the lobby and it's just it just oozes Victorian Christmas. Like I feel like I'm walking in a Dickens novel every time I walk in the um, Grand Floridian at Christmas time. But at, during the summer, my favorite would have to be Beach Club just because of their amazing pool and being right there close to Epcot. And I love that spot. Yeah, those are both so nice. Um, I just love watching walking through the Beach Club lobby um, that's it's one also of my, good in there. I love the smell in that resort. That's one of my favorite uh, magic candle company scents. Mm, <laughs> uh, so Rachel, sure. what's your favorite resort? So my favorite is actually Wilderness Lodge. Um, we first got hooked on there during that visit that we went with my kids and they were so small. We visited Artist Point for dinner. And before we went to Artist Point, which is now, you know, the um, Snow White dining experience, but, but we went there, we kind of explored the property. We walked all around. Um, we saw like bunnies and beautiful flowers. It was super peaceful and quiet, lots of trees. It felt like you were in the Pacific Northwest and I felt like you were kind of escaping from like the hustle and the bustle of the parks. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so I just feel like it's such a peaceful resort. Um, we stayed there the next trip that we went and we just fell in love with it and kind of has always been near and dear to my heart. Yeah, I agree. I love so that woodsy beautiful. feel. Like you just feel like you're just closer to nature being there. Mm -hmm. Super pretty. Yeah. I will sit in that lobby in front of the fireplace, even if it's August. I don't care. <laughs> it's, it's just such a homey one. Yes, it is. Um, so I was, Grand Floridian is probably mine, um, but sometimes that's not quite in our budget. And my favorite resort is Art of Animation. I love the details with the larger than life characters. And one of the things that we noticed on a couple trips ago was just the way that even the foliage changes. So when you're walking through the Lion King section, it's very Savannah-like. And then when you get into the Little Mermaid area, it changes and it looks like seaweed and seagrass. And I just love those little details. Um, we were also at Art of Animation during Hurricane Irma, and mm -hmm. they allowed um, my sister to stay with us, even though she was not originally booked because she was evacuating from Fort Lauderdale. And because we rode out that hurricane and because they took such good care of us, that, that resort just always has a special place in my heart. Stephanie, what's your favorite section in that resort? There's some cool ones with the Cars area and the Lion King and Nemo. I love the Lion King rooms. I love the carpet looks like you're walking on the forest floor and the stools that have just can't wait to be king, the lyrics around it. I absolutely love that. And those beds, I, I know they have those beds all over property now, but that was the first resort that we encountered the, um, they're not, I know they're not Murphy beds. I forget the, the technical name for those beds, um, but we were just, we thought that was the coolest thing. They are cool. That one's definitely on my list. I have not stayed at Art of Animation yet, so. 
It's That's such a good list. one for like getting good sleep too. I feel like you can actually sleep in that resort with the different kind of spaces for the uh, beds and everything. You're not right mm-hmm. real close to each other. Yeah, that's, I heard, that's why everyone just loves it because it's, it has the cute little animation, the flares, and also just room to stretch out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And a new bonus, it's on the Skyliner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good Absolutely one. Absolutely love that. That's my new favorite form of transportation. Absolutely. Uh, so let's head over to the parks. Um, Rachel, I'm going to start with you this time. Which of the four parks is your favorite? Ooh, I'm going to go with Hollywood Studios. Um, I love Toy Story Land. I think Slinky Dog Dash is one of my favorite rides in all the parks. Of course, you know, Galaxy's Edge is amazing with Rise of the Resistance. And I love like the stormtroopers walking all around and messing with people. Um, I'm a big fan of the citizens of Hollywood and their antics that they, you know, put into the parks and kind of the unexpected situations that you'll find yourselves yourself in with them. And then I really love the Star Wars fireworks at night. I think it's a really cool show and it's just a really neat way to end the day at that park. I really like that park a lot. Can I make a confession? Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I have been to Hollywood Studios twice since spring of 2019 and I have not stepped foot in Galaxy's Edge. Oh my gosh. You gotta well, go. You know, 2020, you have a little bit of an excuse. Right. Uh, <laughs> I was there in 2019. There's no excuse except that it was Galaxy's Edge or go back to the room and catch a nap. And okay. yeah. sometimes the nap wins. <laughs> yeah. The nap yeah. one. We definitely were gonna be going. Um, we're headed down in November, so we're going to be, I'll check it out then. I, and I don't, I don't know anything about Star Wars, so I can take hey, it or leave it. Let me add that the Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railway is adorable. I'm obsessed with that too. My kids love it. So it's such a cute addition to that park. It I really is. <laughs> uh, so Amber, what about you? What's your favorite park? So I'm going to be a Disney purist right now and say that my favorite is Magic Kingdom. Um, it has my favorite ride on property. It has my favorite nighttime show and um, just seeing everything through my kids' eyes while we're there. Um, so Splash Mountain is my favorite ride because it just has such a great storytelling element to it. It's, you know, it feels like it lasts 10 or 12 minutes or maybe even more. I mean, it's a nice long ride. It's a nice time to um, cool off a little bit. And then, of course, Happily Ever After at night. Like, you cannot be ending the night watching Happily Ever After. So I kind of had a feeling that Magic Kingdom would be, um, taken. you know, somebody <laughs> else would get taken. Um, and it was really tough, but I have to go with Animal Kingdom. Um, mm. With the, with kind of the exception of Dino Land, every single inch of that park, just the atmosphere, it, I feel so weird saying it makes me feel energetically relaxed. Like I can relax, but feed off of all the energy that goes around. I love, I love the African market, the dancers that come there. Um, And then the woman, I don't know the name of the instrument that she plays, but I'll just sit there and listen to her from when she comes out to play until she leaves. Um, 
unless I have a fast pass for Flight of Passage. <laughs> um, uh, that's my favorite ride. Um, it did replace Soren as my favorite ride because it definitely elevated the Soren experience. And I prefer to soar over California. Soaring around the world just doesn't do it for me anymore. Um, plus the bonus of Flight of Passage is I can get right off the ride and grab a snack from Pongu Pongu. That's my favorite um, little snack uh, kiosk. Um, and then one of our favorite things to do in Animal Kingdom is to see who can spot Divine first if she's out. <laughs> I just absolutely love that park. Um, and I've been really happy that they've added some of the nighttime entertainment. Uh, Rivers of Light was okay, but I really like the Tree of Life, the way that they lit up the leaves and now that they do the projection mapping. The music in that park is so incredible. That's like one of my very favorite things is just go listen to the, mu the musicians there. Yeah, you just want to dance yeah. all the time. Even if you're not good at dancing, you just want to dance and move. Mm -hmm. um, so there's so much to do outside of the parks. Uh, Rachel, what's your favorite non-park activity? Well, I'm a foodie, so I'm going to go with, um, you know, hitting up a restaurant at one of the resorts, probably a resort that we're not staying at, just so that we can kind of go and explore and see what kind of activities are happening there. We like to get dressed up, kind of make a night out of it, go over early, um, maybe have a cocktail, and then have a nice dinner. So, I mean, I love California Grill. That's a good one to go to. On our next trip, we're going to be doing Topolino's you know, at that rooftop Yum. restaurant. Yes. So good. Gico at Animal Kingdom. You know, I like to do like a signature one night that we're there and kind of make it a special kind of experience. Yeah. Um, on our next trip in November, um, my mother-in-law is going to be with us. So my husband and I are going to have a date night at Cali Grill. Oh, yay. So it's a 9 p.m. reservation. <laughs> it was the last time we could get, but I'm still excited. Yeah, I drag my kids. So they like food, fortunately, and they're pretty well behaved. So we kind of get away with bringing them. But I think two people might be more fun, Amber. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I will report back. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I don't know if this is kind of cheating, um, but I love the water parks, especially Typhoon Lagoon. I could spend hours going around Castaway Creek. I, I want to go around so many times that I lose count. Um, especially if my husband takes the kids over to Catch a Kitty Creek. Um, I really like the wave pool, but a couple of times that we've been, my kids have both been really young. I think I'm going to like the wave pool a lot more when they're taller and they can, you know, handle on their own. Um, I also like that you can get a turkey leg at Typhoon Lagoon. <laughs> it's one of the places outside <laughs> of the four main parks that you can get a turkey leg. I have a confession. I have never been to the water parks. I need to go, but I just, every time we're there, all the other things take precedence. So that's on my list. They are fun. I've only done Typhoon Lagoon, but it was fun. They are my fun. My kids loved them. It's, it's a little more relaxing than a day at the parks, but still a lot of activities if you want to stay active. I set out in the morning and I say, I'm going to relax today. And then about an hour into it, I'm thinking, okay, I need to go do something. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> Disney's kind of like that. <laughs> so I love exploring all the different ways that guests can stay entertained when they're not at the parks. Um, but Amber, what's your favorite Disney memory? It can be inside, outside the parks, totally unrelated to the parks. 
So again, I'm going to cheat because I have two um, and they're kind of different. I have my vain and materialistic answer and then also my sentimental answer that's like Hallmark movie answer. So <laughs> my, my vain and materialistic answer was when we were staying at the Grand Flow one time, we got a magical upgrade and were upgraded to a huge suite out in one of the buildings. Um, it had three balconies, it had the kitchen, it had the separate bathrooms. So we just felt like we were living the high life when we were there. It was club level. So we could, you know, go to the club level and get snacks and drinks all throughout the day. Um, so we just loved that. That was awesome. And then the other one I was going to say was just the first time watching Happily Ever After with my daughter. I don't know how, she, how old she was. I'm sure it was less than two because I was holding her. Um, but just like I was sort of watching the fireworks and the projections, but I was more watching her face as she watched those things and just seeing the wonder in her eyes um, as we watched those, it was just like one of my best Disney memories. I love that. When you <laughs> see it through their eyes and just what's going through their head, it just, it makes everything worth it. Even the stress that you may go through, the meltdowns, the melted Mickey bars. <laughs> Rachel, that show is the best. Okay, so mine was at one of the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas parties about two years ago, and we were camped out in Frontierland waiting for the parade to start, and of course, like the country bears were roaming around in their creepy and wonderful ways, <laughs> um, and there was this country music trio that was like two guitarists, I think, and a violinist, and they were just chatting us up while we were waiting, you know, at the edge of the parade route, talking Wait, to the kids. Wait, are these cast members? They are cast members, yes. Okay. So they're like asking us where we're from. You know, we tell them we're from Ohio. My kids introduced themselves. They were just like getting to know us. It was really cool. Okay. Then what they did was they took all of the stuff that we talked about and they made up an impromptu song that they performed in front of everyone oh, wow. about my kids. And it was like, <laughs> you know... Uh, there's a little brother and there's a big sister. They're from Ohio. Um, they're all lit up. They're the coolest kids in Frontierland. Like, I'm, of course, not going to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, Rachel. <laughs> but they incorporated the whole conversation into this really cute and adorable song. And my kids were just like floored and so excited. So that was pretty special. That's uh, amazing. I have never seen that. Have you seen that, Stephanie? No, we've actually not been to um, the Christmas party, and I've only ever been after Christmas time, where in, in January, I've been there for race weekend, so it's still decorated, okay. but they're not doing all the events. Right. I'm obsessed with those parties. That, that merry, very merry Christmas party is just a blast. I know. I'm so sad that it was canceled this year, but good Fingers reason, crossed. but still Fingers sad. crossed for next year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Um, so I, I guess I'll give one that's park related. And then I have a really special memory. Um, I guess my favorite Disney memory with my kids is not actually park related. It was when we were on the Disney fantasy and we were on the Halloween on the high seas and we did not know that during the Halloween party, 
the characters were going to be out on the atrium floor and we could actually dance with them. And we spent so much, I mean, it was probably half an hour we spent dancing with Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and Chip and Dale. And they were all dressed in their Halloween costumes. Uh, my entire family, we went as the emotions from inside out. And mm, that's amazing. Yeah, it yeah. was just so much fun. And, you know, they were holding hands with the characters and getting to dance with them. Mm. And it was Wait, a which, connection on a which level. Which one were you? Hmm? Which emotion were you? I was disgust, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter was Joy, and she was 14 months old, and we have the best picture of her in her Joy costume in the middle of a complete meltdown. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the irony, the irony. Uh, but my other, my other memory, um, I have gone to a couple of Comic-Cons with a friend, and I didn't know the first Comic-Con I went to the current voice of Mickey Mouse, his name's Brett Iwan, he was there, and this was in Cincinnati, and he is so kind, and he is genuinely excited to be part of the Disney family. This has been a dream of his, and he's very young, so hopefully he'll get to continue to be the voice of Mickey for a very long time. That was actually why they chose him, was because he was so young. And he told a story about the first time that he watched Fantasmic at Disneyland with his recorded voice and his brother was there with him and he turned to him and said, he said something like, could you have ever imagined this when we were kids? Some imagination, huh? And Brett said that he started crying and I was crying listening to him tell the story. Um, he followed it up with some laughs. He said that he preferred recording Roadster Racers to Clubhouse because Clubhouse, they had to incorporate education into it, but Roadster Racers, they just got to have fun. Um, so I thought that was funny that he preferred the non-educational stuff. And then <laughs> at a different Comic-Con, I met Jody Benson. Wow. I cried when I met her. And during her panel, she sang Part of Your World. I had chills, I was sobbing, and I was so happy that I was in a room full of Disney fanatics because I was not the only one sobbing. Because if I had been, I would have been so embarrassed. But just hearing her sing that live was just, I will never forget that. You never would have thought when you were five watching all your VHS tapes that you were going to get to hear that in live, right? <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm, I, I have chills right now just remembering it. All right. So, ladies, this has been so much fun getting to talk about what's obviously one of our favorite topics and vacation destinations. Um, but for our listeners, we have a fun treat that we're going to do each week. So, Amber, would you like to introduce our recurring segment? Sure. Every episode, we are going to have a trivia question. And if you guys want to hop on over to our Facebook page, there will be a post um, where you can put your answer. And then you might get a shout out on the next episode if you get it correct. So this week's question is, what were Mickey's first words? In honor of our first episode, what were Mickey's first words? All right, let's see what you guys can come up with. This, this should be good. <laughs> and we want to try to use the honor system. Uh, yes, you can probably Google these answers, but try to, try to come up with the answer before you Google. Um, all right, so um, thank you so much for listening to the Fairy Pod Mothers. 
We are happy to be your one-stop shop for talking tips related to Disney, Universal, and beyond. Please join us on Facebook and Instagram to keep the conversation going. Amber, Rachel, and Stephanie are travel professionals with Main Street and More Travel, a no-fee Disney earmarked agency. Please reach out to us on Facebook for a free quote. Also, please don't forget to rate, review, and tell your friends. See you next week. Bye. Bye.